And welcome to another edition of Footnotes. Pastor Mark here, and today I'm joined with Pastor Brady, our Associate Pastor of Connections, who is joining me today to talk about something that we're about to begin, hopefully continue, and see success with. That is the issue of home groups. So if you've heard us say this term, you want to know what it is, why we're doing it, and how it's going to look, this podcast hopefully will serve and help and minister to you. So let's get into it. So Brady, hello. It's been a while. It has been. Yes, since we've had you in here. Yeah. And that's because um, you committed uh, podcast sin. Oh. And we put you in podcast purgatory. Oh, no. Yeah. What did he do, Timothy? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought you would have an answer. Hmm. Oh, you used the bleep button too much. Was it when we were all sick and I coughed too many times? One too Maybe many times? Maybe that's what Maybe it is. I don't know. Was. I made all that up. No. I have no idea. <laughs> you weren't in podcast purgatory, although that is a good term, Timothy. Can we invent that? So we're talking today about home groups, Brady. Glad to have you back. We want to cover three areas today. Where are we currently on the process of A to F? Many of our people may have forgotten. What is A to F? We try to keep it in front of everyone. There's banners, there's coffee cups. We try to mention it. Uh, I I think personally, the new people coming in hear it more than the body because we say it in our new member class we're, yeah. we're very intentional there to talk about the process so people in the membership might say oh yeah i remember you rolling that out back in january and i remember you did an eight-week preaching series on it but what is a to f yeah yeah a to f is our process right uh, we want to equip the saints for the work of the ministry we want to move people right so that we're actually growing in our faith And so, you know, if you remember, A is for attending. That's the first step for anything is being here physically, hopefully mentally, spiritually, emotionally as well. But to be here in the church, right, to be part of the— And there's things that we do, obviously, to try to get people to attend. So whether it's like the presentation of the Word or whether it's um, Fall Fest, I mean, that gets people on campus— there's other things that we try to do to encourage attendance. Yeah, so outreach events would maybe fall under A, things we're trying to get people to come here and attend, like the Fall Fest uh, or the Word. Um, so that's kind of the first step, getting people here that know that, that we know that we're here, you know, um, our website. So once they attend, we want to move them to the next step, which is B for beginning at Broadway, our new members kind of class for people to get to learn more about who we are as a church, what we believe, where we're going, uh, where they fit in, and what we're about. And so that's kind of the next step as a person goes from being just kind of a visitor to, hey, I'm going to go to this class for you know four sessions, four weeks, and learn more about the church. And, and the reason we do that, and I'm trying to just explain and, and go a little bit slower yeah. here, is because we, we also notice as pastors that there's many people that just attend. They never get past attending yeah. Broadway. So intentionally to shepherd them, we want more for them. So to put that into words, we say, hey, how about you go through this beginning at Broadway class? It's the next step. I mean, any any Sunday, there's a lot of people just attending. Yeah. I mean, I could probably right now name about five or six families that have consistently come, you know, on and off for two or three months. But they really haven't gone past A. Mm-hmm. And so any member who thinks, well, what's the point of saying attending? 
Well, there's actually a lot of people that that only stay there, and we're trying to make a distinction. If that is the only place you stay, you haven't really gone very far in the process. Your growth is not, you know, maturing. Stunted. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why we say, look, the next. Well, if they said, what do I do? Well, the next obvious clear step is go to the beginning at Broadway class, and we always say this: it's it's a come and see. It's not a, if I come, I'm a member. That's right. And there's complete confusion about that. We never seem to get over that. People yeah. say, well, I went to the class. Well, but there's a process in the class, and we explain it on the first day, and it's in the book. And so we say, go to the beginning of Broadway class, learn what it takes to become a member, and then make yeah. a decision, which is letter C. Yes. Right. C is covenant community. Right. That's where... You know, you've you've met with a pastor. They've heard your testimony. You've been presented to the church. You're now have joined the church. You are a, a official bona fide church member. You're part of C Covenant Community. So you now you are actually part of the church now. And you have made a clear determination and decision, just like when you get married. I'm making yes. a covenant with my wife or yes. husband, if you are a yeah. woman. Uh, you're doing the same thing with church. I mean, in church, you're saying, I am intentionally making this my church family. Yes. So I'm not just going to attend and be here maybe kind of, sort of. I'm not just going to go to the class and go, okay, that was interesting. No, I'm going to finally stop dating the church. That's right. And I'm going to come to this place where I am committed. Yes, commitment. And that's C. And when they get into C, we really push, because you're now in covenant with us, you need to be in community with us that's right and so the the primary way um right now we're, we're enjoying community is through sunday school classes so sunday mornings you know from nine to ten um there's different sunday school classes and that's where we're supposed to you know kind of connect that's where the opportunity is to get to know other people and uh, build relationships to be centered around christ and the word um, some are more discussion based some are more lecture based and kind of more teaching heavy um, but it's a place to connect and where people usually come, you know, historically in our context, people come and may visit during the worship service, but they all may, may also may come and kind of come uh, once they're joined the church and our members during the Sunday school hour and to kind of go deeper. And so it's an opportunity where during the service, there maybe isn't a lot of time to connect during Sunday school. You kind of in a smaller group, you can kind of connect and get to know other members better. Now, just quickly, the rest of the letters, D, E, and F, D is for discipleship. And we have discipleship groups of men and discipleship groups of women that meet throughout the city at various times throughout the week. Different content. Right. Some some meet at a restaurant. Some meet at a house. It just depends. So if you want D and you want discipleship with other men or other women, there's that avenue. And Mm -hmm. then there's E, which we're in the process of developing, which is equipping and we're about to start, and maybe we can do a podcast on this later. Yeah. We're about to start in January equipping classes, which are all centered around one thing, how to blank. So it's not going to be a study of Galatians. Not that that's good, but we yeah. already have that. So, for example, a Sunday school class is currently studying through Galatians. That's mm-hmm. their purpose. That's what they do. So, you know, we're not going to study through the Gospel of John. That's what we do on Sunday morning, expositorily preaching. These are going to be how to share your faith, how to 
parent your kids, how to manage your money, how to uh, lead a small group, how to, I mean, we're just going to how to walk mm-hmm. with God, yeah. you know, how to understand the scripture. So these are going to be equipping classes, how to counsel so that a, a, a member in the body says, okay, I feel like I've been trained to yeah. be fruitful in an area. I have to go do something with yeah. my gift. And a skill and ability yeah. to, to, to do practice. So we're going to move to that on Wednesday nights in yep. January 2024. So we're going to offer three classes at a time. So you'll eat the meal and then you'll split up to what class you want to be equipped in if you come. Yep. And that'll be unique and it'll be different. And then F is fruitfulness, which is hopefully the byproduct. Yeah. But, but let's go back to C. And I want to just say this to make it clear to the listeners one of the reasons we moved you to this position was we needed a pastor to shepherd in specific areas of a to f so we needed a pastor over b which was beginning at broadway there needed to be some oversight there because we've got a lot of wonderful lay people that help with that but it you've just got to it's a lot of work uh, and, and I don't know if you want to speak to that because you're now getting into it, but it's calling yeah, people. Yeah, it, so we, people don't realize. Yeah. So I had a prospect list from all the people who have visited, who we've gotten their information from, from January of this year till now. And so I spent a good part of a day, you know, calling every single person on that list, leaving voicemails, sending emails, having conversations with people and just saying, you know, hey, we want to follow up. Like, where are you at? You know, invite you to this new, you know, beginning at Broadway classes starting. Some of them had gone through some of the classes. Some had not been to the beginning at Broadway class. So I'm trying to move them from A, you know, to B and just see where they're at. Um, and so, yeah, that's a process to kind of find out where people are. And so we wanted to bring you on as as associate. If people say, what's associate pastor of connections? Well, we wanted to get you into the B, but mm-hmm. we also wanted to move you over C there needs to be a pastor over Sunday school because you have all these teachers, and Sunday school is an interesting historical <laughs> beast. It is. Uh, it was started uh, in England to reach children during the Industrial Revolution. Arthur Flake wrote Flake's formula for Sunday school and basically had, I think, if I remember correctly, like five formulaic ways to do Sunday school. If you look at the history and Flake's formula, it is exactly opposite of what the (laughs) church does today when it comes to Sunday school. So my thing to the staff is I always ask you guys, if you had to define Sunday school with one of these words, is it winning people to Christ? Is the purpose of Sunday school building the body of Christ? Or is the purpose of Sunday school connecting people, right? Mm Well, the the poor answer that we often get from the body is all three, all three, ridiculous, impossible, yeah. not going to happen. You've already set yourself up for failure. The original purpose of Sunday school was evangelistic. Yeah. I mean, you talk to Steve Wilkes, who you, you don't know him, but he used to be a member here at Broadway, and he was a professor of evangelism and outreach at Mid-America Seminary for years and years and years, and he used to do Sunday school you know, classes and teaching on it and Flake's formula. He'd bring in Noah Wright, who was a a brother in Christ who, who had Wright Track Ministries, and they'd come in and teach us all about Sunday school. That's where I got all my information from. So <laughs> the, the thing is, though, nobody's doing Sunday school the way it was designed to be. It's mm-hmm. designed to be a backdoor to the church evangelistically, 
And there's all these things you're supposed to be doing that nobody does anymore. So, yeah. you know, the uneducated person on that says, oh, yeah, it's all three. It's all three. No, it's not all three. You're not going to do all three. You're not going to do them well. You're probably not doing many of them well. Yeah. And then, then, of course, the member thinks, well, it's all about fellowship. You know, because you hear people, now that you're over Sunday school, people will text us or email us and say, I'm having a problem finding my class mm -hmm. where I fit. Yeah. And so we're going, okay, well, here's what's offered. And they say, I don't like any of those. No, no offense. I don't like any of those. I want to talk or I don't want to talk. You know, I want women and men, not just men. I, I want, you know, women only, not, you know, it's all <laughs> this stuff. So there's this wide idea that it's, it's my community. It's my, you know, it's where I connect. But then there's this other group of people. They think, no, the main thing of Sunday school is teaching. All of that is good. None of that is bad. It's just, again, if you asked the question, now, what is the purpose of Sunday school? People would, most people would give you 18 different answers. Yeah. And Sunday school was designed age graded. That's why mm -hmm. when you look from elementary to college, it's age graded. But you've encountered, like, the teachers don't want to be age graded when they're adults. Yeah, the, um, it's one of those things where I think at almost every church, you know, one class that may have at one time been the, the cool, I think at my previous church, for instance, we literally had a class called the cool class. And you were the teacher, weren't and you? I wasn't, no, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't cool enough. Timothy, you were the teacher, yeah. weren't you? But, I uh, knew it. And so I think originally they were about 20 something when they started that class. But at this point they were all in their forties or fifties and they had teenagers leaving the home and, you know, they were in midlife and they were called the cool class. And it was like, y'all just it's the same group, but you're not, no longer cool, quote-unquote. Please insert but, uh, the prefix un yeah, in front of your class name. The uncool class. Uh, but you just see how you know people kind of form a group and they stay together, and then they just get old and they realize one day, oh, we're 85, and we're no longer the young. We're, we're no longer the young adults. <laughs> we're not the young adult class anymore. And so you know, a teacher has the, the hope in their heart, and this is a good thing. They want to reach everybody. I mean, I'm thankful, yeah. very thankful, that every teacher – says this in their heart and says this to us but logistically it's just not helpful because every teacher will say well we're no age we love everybody we want everybody to every teacher i've ever served at in a church has always said that but the reality is no one else thinks that way when a new person comes into the church what's the first thing they ask us as yeah. pastors where's my age group yeah. who's doing life the way I'm doing life? Who's raising the teenagers? Or if I have little kids, who's got the little kids? So for a class to be like the joy class, which we don't have here, we had this at my last church, or the cool class, <laughs> or the Bereans, well, what does that even mean to a visitor who goes, what? <laughs> you know, we had this class, we had the joy class, and they probably had no joy, to be truthful. <laughs> They were not very joyful. They were often the um, they were often the, the the little old ladies who stirred a lot of trouble. Mm. You know, they wanted a piano in their classroom so they could do hymns before the 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 lesson. And then they took up their own offering, which I think is completely unbiblical, and did what they wanted with their offering because they didn't want accountability. You know, uh, from the church. And, the, I mean, they, they basically had their own church service, and <laughs> they had to recognize birthdays. You know, this was a big deal. 
this was part of the class. And anyone who went on vacation got to stand up for the first 10 minutes and describe, I went to Alaska and it was wonderful. And I thought about this class the entire time I was there. I mean, you think I'm making this stuff up? I'm not. So they were joyful about some things. I'm not sure it was always Christ. I'm not saying it wasn't Christ. Just, yeah, who knows? So you have these names, and it's like, what does that even mean to people? And, and you know, again, you want to be able to reach people. So when new people are coming into the church and they go, I don't know what a Berean is, and I don't know what a Berean class is, mm -hmm. can you please direct me to my age group? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the yeah. truth. Right? Would you like to go to the cool class? Well, I've never been considered cool. Yeah. How about the philosopher's class? Oh, yes, right this way we have one for you. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So there's, there is, whether we like it or not, you know, Sunday school is kind of been age graded to some degree and so people for the benefit of guests and visitors it's kind of helpful to show them hey here's a group of people that are similar to your age group that can do life with you um but to improve sunday school so i don't know if we're ready to jump yeah. to the next part so, but so let's let's so talk there's, about so there's, we're on the sea yes so you're over sea and yes. these, these are things you're trying to just help and yes. encourage and minister to so yeah so sunday school has its you know has its pros and cons um but we want to introduce a um, another opportunity, right, called home groups. And so the purpose is just like, so I don't think we ever nailed down for our church. You know, we think Sunday school is to connect, right? It doesn't mean it's not building you at all or that we can't invite, you know, unchurched people to Sunday school or something like that. But the primary pu purpose for Sunday school here is to connect people. And so we want to help them connect. And so in addition to Sunday school, home groups is another opportunity that's different from Sunday school, but it has the same purpose of connecting people. And so I just kind of made a chart in my mind, like, okay, how is Sunday school different? And, and, and we want to make clear, we're not trying to compete yeah. or replace Sunday That's school. Right. We, we love Sunday yes. school. Our intention is to keep it. Yes. Our intention is to continue to expand it. Absolutely. So, I mean, just very quickly for the new year, you have been working on, and, and I know we're not ready to announce all this, but just briefly, you're working on adding classes yes. for adults. Yes, there's um, two classes I'm, I'm wanting to add, and one I have a teacher lined up for. The other one I'm still waiting because um, as we grow as a church, as there's new members, right, there's um, there's more needs. And so one of the classes, you know, is a, a 20s class. Um, so we have kind of a college class, and then we have like a young professionals class, which tend to be 30-year-olds with kids. Well, there's a humongous gap in your life if you remember back to those days when you, you know, are a college student versus when you graduated college versus you're married with children. Those, those are that is a huge difference in life stages. And so, if you're a young married couple who's you know young twenty somethings, you're kind of like, well, I'm not in college anymore, but we also don't have like three young kids running around our house yet. You know, there's kind of a gap in our Sunday school classes currently. And so we're going to have um, William Whittington teach a 20-somethings class. And so I think that'll be a, a huge benefit and a blessing to uh, many of our 20-somethings. And then for future 20-somethings who come, they'll kind of have a place that they can feel like they belong and they can connect. And we already have so. a pretty good group of these people. Yeah. But they're, they're either still in college or they're going to the 30s yeah. or they feel like they don't really have a place. Yeah. So that's one example of how we're going to expand Sunday school. We yeah. have other classes that we're working on. Yep. The point is we're for Sunday school. Yes. We want it to be a place of C. 
right? Yes. Covenant community connecting people. And we feel like we have great Sunday school teachers, so we want to add that. They work very hard, and we're very thankful. Uh, but in addition to Sunday school, we want to just create another C Avenue. And why would we want to create home groups when we have Sunday school? And, and that just opens up a host of questions like, now do you expect me to go to both? And, you know, am I supposed to do all this stuff? And those are very good questions if you're asking them. We're going to answer them, but why don't you go over your chart? Because yeah. you did a lot of work just distinguishing what would make this different yeah. from Sunday school. Because we're assuming a couple of things about Sunday school. A, it's age graded. Yeah. You can't get away from that. You can try, yeah. but you know that's like me trying to say uh, the thing you call a Q-tip, which is <laughs> technically the... Um, that that's the brand name. Q-tip yeah. is a brand, but everybody doesn't call it an ear swab. They call it a Q-tip. <laughs> that's, right. that's like saying you're going to try to change that. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck with that. Okay, yeah. the vernacular is it's a Q-tip, yeah. but um, the reality is it's going to be age graded. It's just the way it yeah. falls into play. So we have that, and we we believe it's age graded, but we also believe that it's a good avenue on Sunday morning to connect people. But there's a lot of things that Sunday school can't do. That's right. Just by nature. There's a lot of, it, they're very big classes. They don't always meet outside of the Sunday school hour because of constraints and, you know, just a lot of things that people are busy. So go yeah. over the chart with us. Yeah. So while the purpose is the same, connect people in a Christ centered community, uh, here's some of the differences. So Sunday school always meets in the church building, right? Home groups meet in homes. So that right what? there, yeah. I had no Home idea. Groups, it's in the name, but right there is a huge difference, right? Just the fam the the feeling when you're in someone's home is a totally different feeling than being in a classroom in a church building. Um, so that's a big difference. Uh, the time so Sunday school meets on Sunday mornings, whereas home groups will meet Sunday afternoons following the service or Sunday evenings at six. So that's a different time for people. And you're going to offer that to the home group leaders. Yes. And they can choose. Do they want to yep. do 12 works best or do they want to do 6? Yeah, noon or 6 p.m. Okay. So then content. So Sunday schools, classes are always going through the Bible, obviously, um, a book of the Bible or, or what have you. But um, the home groups, we're going to apply the sermon, right? So it's not another Bible study. It is, okay, we all went to the service this morning. We heard Pastor Mark preach on this text. You know, read the passage. Here's what the outline was. Now, how do we apply this sermon to our lives? I'm going to have, you know, five or six questions to help the home group leaders facilitate ap applicational discussion. How do we live this out? So we're not, again, this is not Sunday School 2.0, read the, you know, no, this is applying the sermon. So it's very different content. So lots of discussion. Yes. Yeah, so discussion-based, so, yeah. you know, where everyone's invited to, to participate, and it's about application, right? Not It's not just another Bible study. Um an organization, so again, as you've mentioned, Sunday school tends to be very age-graded, so you get to know people of your own age, but you don't get to know any of the older people or younger people than you or people in different life stages, where uh, home groups is going to be very intentional to be multi-generational. So I've, I'm going to tell the leaders to you know invite people who are older than you, people the same age as you, people younger than you, maybe someone you know who's single, whatever age, we want this to be a, a well-mixed group from our body where you might not have gotten to build a relationship with that person because they wouldn't have been in your Sunday school class, you now can get to know them through home groups. And um, men and women. And men and women. Get to know and families. And so it's not just like our D groups are, you know, gender separated. Well, a home group is your entire family gets to get to know other entire families. So you and your spouse get to know another couple. 
you and your children get to know another family and their children. So it's the whole family gets to participate in this. It's not just, well, Sunday schools, you're separated from your kids. You're not, you're not going to Sunday school with your kid. Well, you go to home group with your entire family. So that's a big difference. Um, and then duration. So Sunday school is pretty much every Sunday year round, unless, you know, we had occasionally, you know, Christmas day, I think we canceled Sunday school last year cause it was on Christmas day, but we still had worship service. Well, home groups is going to be a limited time. So for 10 consecutive weeks, minus the Easter uh, Sunday evening, you know, from February, I believe it's February 18th to April 28th is when we're going to have our spring semester of home groups. And so from that time for 10 consecutive weeks, we'll meet, but this isn't going to be like for the next five years, you'll be meeting in this house and with these people it's nope for 10 weeks, you'll meet these people and then we're going to break for the summer and then we'll do a some another semester, hopefully Lord willing, but it'll be different homes, different people, different and you will re-sign up yes you'll re-sign up yes. there will be not be the same group we'll right. not meet again and and if you're yeah. if the home that you were at does it again and you That's, say i really like that i want to sign up to that one well okay but the point of this i mean the, somebody might say well 10 weeks well if you're opening your home you don't it's a lot of work it is. so we want to be considerate of That's the right. people opening their home yep. secondly um it's it's adding something to the calendar we want to be considerate but also, we want to be very careful not to create clicks. That's right. Now, let me say a historical word here, and I'll offend people. I'm sure I've already offended them <laughs> already, but let's just mark another offense here, okay? <laughs> uh, so keep it on your list uh, that you're making. But uh, Broadway historically had something called care groups. So you're going to meet in this group of people, and when you're in the hospital, the care group will care for you. When you're sick, the care group will care for you. When you need counseling, the care group will care for you. Okay, great idea. Problem, there was no ending in sight. So in my inaccurate, humble estimation, ladies and gentlemen, this is where you might get offended, these these groups like started existing for 20-something years. Well, that's a click. I mean, you can say, no, no, no. But I'm telling you, I have a, I have a line of people outside my door, who have told me over the last three years how hurt and offended they were when they would try to get into these groups. I mean, I've, got, I've had a line of people. I had new members that said, "We're not starting that again, are we?" And I said, "Why?" And they said, "Because that that was, it was horrible if you were on the outside of it." Now again, not to be offensive to anybody, I'm sure everybody's home group shared the gospel. I'm sure everybody's home group witnessed and memorized the entire Bible and loved everybody on planet Earth. But the reality for some people in the church was, if I showed up, nobody talked to me at these groups. If I tried to get in, nobody wanted me in this group. Like I, There was nowhere to get in the group. These people had been together 20-something years. I mean, this one person tells me the story, and I, all I can do is listen to their story, is that they showed up to go to a home group, and literally no one in the home group said a word to them the entire night. In the house, they just... I mean, we're not talking like 50 people. Now, is that true? I don't know. But one thing I do know, I'm called to shepherd, and I want to shepherd the flock, and I want to, I want to help the flock. So one of the things we intentionally planned in this whole process, we're not going to be clicks. So how are we going to break any clicks from forming? Well, we're going to keep it limited, mm -hmm. right? We're going to make people sign up every year for a new group. 
Yep. And if you do a group this year, it doesn't mean you're going to do a group next year. So it's going to intentionally be built in to move, to move and be fluid. I don't know. What do you think yeah. about that? No, and we want to do signups, you know, based more on proximity. So it's not a popularity contest. It's if you want to do home groups, sign up. And based on where you live, we're going to kind of put you in one that is close to where you live, right? We, we want to be intentional to get to know people near where you live and, again, mix it up, get to, get to know other people in the church. This is not to create, you know, many churches within the church and divide the church or create cliques or cells. We just want to foster, give you an opportunity to, com- to connect. Um, and so, yeah, I agree. We don't want to do that, um, the negative parts of that again so we want to avoid that and i'm sure there were positive things you know i've heard from people they said my care group is what got me through the death of my husband and so i know that care groups ministered to people i'm not saying they didn't yeah somebody listening to this will be like i'm so offended you just don't know how much my care group ministered to me okay i don't doubt that but but the point is when you look at the whole church yeah we're not just talking about you and your group we're talking about what's best for the body. The body, there were a lot of people who felt alienated. And that, brothers and sisters, that just can't be. Yeah. Now, for sure, we got to think of the whole church. And we definitely don't want to become, you know, where you can't let new people come and feel welcome. So that, that takes a high priority as well. Where this, you know, if there's new cement, there's, there's always an opportunity to jump in. And it's always fresh. You can get to know more people. So instead of... You know, having your same click for 20 years that you may go real deep with, well, this helps you get to know more of the body. So maybe next semester you get a, you're in a totally different group, you get to know other people you never met before. And so um, there's also positives to that as well. Um, so, so home groups, home groups coming to a house near you. Yes. Now um, let's uh, let, let's let's move on to the next thing. So we talked about where we are. And we talked about what we're doing. Yes. We're, we're going to do these home groups. They're not care groups. That's right. They're different from care groups, and they're different from Sunday school, but they will yes. fall under the letter C, Yes. which is covenant community. So it's another avenue. Let's talk thirdly. How will this be displayed to the body? So somebody listening to this might say, wow, y'all are starting something else, and how much do you want me to do? So let's go through the list, right? You become a member, and then we get you in a Sunday school class, which we love and support. And then yes. we, we, we want you to get in a D group. If you're interested, this is small group discipleship on a small level, gender appropriate. And, and then there's these E groups that you're talking about starting on Wednesday nights in, in the next year. So I'm going to go to an E group which we're kind of like, well, you'd already be here anyway. So, you know, the e-group is just something to solidify your faith. Yeah. But they say, but these, these other C groups, these home groups, I don't know. I don't want to go to Sunday school worship and then a home group. But really, I mean, again, if you think about it, it's, it's like a Sunday night. It's just not up here. It could be anywhere. It could be in a home. Some people have said, I think I'd like to do it like right after church i'm gonna eat anyway and it's just a better time for my kids we, we can put them down for a nap when we're done and then we've got the rest of the day yeah well that's great and then other people have said you know it's not going to work we want to get together at six o'clock and and do it so we're not asking all the people to be involved in all the things yeah 
yeah, no, we're not, you know, we don't expect everyone to be doing every single thing. Being in a Sunday school class, being in a home group, being in a discipleship group, being in a quick group. Um, we're just saying, here's all your offerings, right? What what works best for where you're at right now? So we're not saying you have to at every moment be in a D group every single time. Maybe you, you're in a D group, maybe you take a break for a year. Maybe you do a home group with your spouse because you're like, I know I've heard from several people who serve during Sunday school, um, you know, who can't go to a Sunday school class. Um, or maybe your spouse goes to one of the um, the uh, Sunday school classes for like, you know, the multi-generational women or men's class. Well, you're not in Sunday school with your spouse. So now home groups provides you an opportunity to, to connect with your spouse, with another spouse. And so there's definitely things that home group offers that Sunday school can't. And so it's just another opportunity. We're not saying you've, everyone has got to do everything, but we just want to have opportunities that are intentional, that, you know, again, that what works for you may not work for someone else. And so, again, those who faithfully serve in the nursery or during the Sunday school hour, well, they don't get to enjoy community with people their age. They're, you know, uh, wiping noses and, you know, picking up toys. So, well, home groups, that allows them to have some community where they're not getting any um, with people their age. So, yeah, we're not saying everyone has to do everything. But, again, equip groups are on Wednesday nights, which is typically people are here on a Wednesday night. Home groups will be on a Sunday night. Well, it's just not unheard of for churches used to have Sunday night services all the time. So really, we're not going really above and beyond what was the norm uh, maybe a few years ago. Um, so so this is just another avenue, yes. and people have to evaluate, okay, yep. what yep. avenues do I need to pursue? That's right. The most important thing is that you are A to F. So, you know, we want you to move along that spectrum and make it to fruitfulness. So we're trying to provide opportunities for you, the member, to do that. Yep. We're also trying to make the process simple and identifiable so that anybody new who comes into the church, all of us can easily explain yes. A to F. Yeah, and I mean, there is a sense where if you don't feel connected to the body, well, you're probably not, you know, in a D group and doing life with them or being equipped. So it's kind of, there is a community has that, um, I guess I said priority where you're connected. Okay. Now you're connected. You feel like, you know, some people in the church, well, now why don't you go deeper and be held accountable? You know, and so maybe you go, make sure you have C taken care of first. Once you have community, then go to D and maybe, Hey, I'm going to try a discipleship group this year and go deeper. Once you feel like you're going deep in your faith, well, maybe I need to be equipped to go serve and do something. And so there is a logical progression um, where if you don't feel connected, you're probably not going to go to this equip class and learn how to disciple if you've never been discipled yourself and you haven't been part of a Sunday school class, right? Mm -hmm. So there is mm -hmm. like, make sure you're connected in first and you have C. So there is a kind of a progression that I think people can go through where, you know, you shouldn't just be jumping into equipping classes if you haven't even been to a Sunday school class and you've never been discipled. You're probably not going to go counsel people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there is that. Just follow along the A to F. Um, but the end goal is fruitfulness, not do every single letter all the time. Right? That's not the goal. Is is just bear fruit to be a mature disciple. Because we all have spiritual gifts. That's right. And we want you to use your gift, whatever that That's is, right. in whatever way. Yes. And the gift the is not do every single task in the church possible. It's what are you good at? What is the Lord, the Spirit giving you? And do that faithfully as you know as He leads you. And, so. you know, very generally speaking, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's and right. That's also in there, but that's yes. implied in the whole thing. I mean, this yes. is these are ways you can assemble together. That's right. Ways that you should. We get a lot of 
people. So we've seen a lot of new people come in. We're so thankful for that. But but the struggle with a lot of the new people has been connection. Yes, it has. I mean, if we're being honest, and, and Broadway is very friendly, and we'll say hello to people and shake their hands and encourage them to come to the beginning of Broadway. But again, this is another reason why we've said we need a minister of connections because once they go through all that and, and we've kind of pumped up the church, you know, and said, look how great everything is. And we're not lying. We're not embellishing anything. We're not doing the wrong business principle. You know, uh, biz- the best business principle I ever heard was uh, promise low and uh, over deliver, over de- <laughs> over deliver, and then they're happy. And so, you know, we certainly don't want to promise big. We, we try to be very honest, but People get excited by the preaching. They say, I love the preaching. I love the music. I love that everybody here is friendly. I love the direction that you guys are going with your vision. And then they get into the sea and they go, I don't, where do I fit? Yeah. And that's just the truth. Yeah. Not one person. We've seen that pretty, pretty substantial. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, there is a, it's kind of where the rubber meets the road. It's one thing to, you know, greet someone one Sunday. It's another thing to, for them to find meaningful relationships and friendships and a class where they you know feel like they fit and belong and um, I mean I know all of our classes are welcoming and, and friendly but again there are some holes where you know we can add some more Sunday school classes and of course you know why we're doing home groups is hey we need to pro- provide another opportunity um, to just help people connect. So. Yeah because it becomes this never-ending almost a uh, it becomes absurd you know people are like well do you have a class for you know middle-aged men who have cybertronic eyeballs <laughs> that's what i'm yeah. looking for and it's like no sorry we don't have that i mean it, you, you can't create yeah. specify everybody wants something specific yeah. about these classes and it's like look this is what we have and but we are going to try to create avenues where you will connect because yep. not every Sunday school class is is very connecting. That's true. I mean, some are very teaching based. So you go in and you listen, and we have we have what probably half of our Sunday school we've estimated is very teaching centered. So there's not a lot of discussion. There's not a lot of relation. You know, you go, mm-hmm. you sit. Well, for these new people, that's not enough for them. Yeah, they don't get a chance to really, you know, they might learn one person's name, but they're not really having meaning, you know, a conversation. So home groups, again, would help a lot of that happen. You're sharing a meal together. That's a totally different environment and experience than just kind of a, hey, quick hello. Hey, we're new here. All right, sit down, and we're going to, you know, dig into this book of the Bible, which it's great. But, again, home groups is offering something that I think we're missing right now as a church by not having home groups. Yeah, I, I was talking to my wife about this probably about two years ago before you came and I was just struggling you know relationally as a 40 something year old man in the church you know I just didn't feel like I had a lot of relationships with people my age I knew people but that's about as far as it went and in our Texas church we were very connected I mean there there was just you know an evidence of that is they still you know just this past week two of them two different families came to visit us and that's been three years ago you know, and so there was a connection, a life connection with people of various ages, and I couldn't understand what is different here. There's something that's not connecting on all four cylinders, and my wife said, it's home groups. When we were in those groups, we knew people, we loved people, we were in their homes, they were in our home, 
we connected. And, and I, it suddenly hit me because I thought, you know, Amanda, you have a lot of friends with who you teach with, but I, they're not my friends. And then you have a lot of lady friends, but they're not my friends. You know, I don't, I don't hang with them. And then, you know, it was just this connection thing. And I thought, well, why? And how did we get that there? And it wasn't that people were better there or anything like that. It's just it was a different design. And it, and it hit me. And I thought, you know what? We need to do that. So I'm really excited because I want to be in a group and I want to connect with people and I want it to be yeah. intergenerational. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, selfishly thinking of us pastors, again, Sunday is, you know, kind of a work day and we're, you know, teaching the beginning of Broadway class and preparing to preach and, you know, preparing music to lead the church in worship. So even us, you know, there's not a lot of things Lauren and I get to do together or get to know other people together. We're busy ministering during a lot of the church hours. So again, even for us pastors and our families to go as a family to someone's house and just get to know other people uh, sounds amazing. You know, that's just something that we don't get to do often. So I don't, you know, go to a Sunday school class, you know, and so it's it's nice to be part of that kind of community myself and just be a participant. Um, and yeah, I think there is a place for, you know, age graded Sunday school classes when you're a visitor and you're trying to find a place to, you know, belong to people your own life age stage. But again, the church is a body of all ages, and so I think home groups reminds us that we should be developing relationships with older people, younger people, singles, marrieds, their kids. They're they're made in the image of God. They're people too, and so again, I think home groups kind of reminds us that it's not all about just being segregated in our age groups and our how old are you. It's no, we're we're the body of Christ. How how will children fit into this? Because because I know also a, a contention about home gr- about care groups yeah. when I first met with the staff that I inherited I I was trying to understand what do you do here like not just you but like what does the church do on Wednesday night what does the church do on Sunday I didn't know so I asked them we went on a retreat together and I just asked them okay everybody tell me like let's go over the schedule what do we do and we got to Sunday nights, care groups. And I look at the staff and I say, okay, what did that look like? How was that designed? And they all said, we have no idea. I said, what do you mean you have no idea? And they said, we don't, we don't know. We've never been to a care group. I said, what? And they said, we've never been to a care group. And I said, none of you. I mean, I'm going around the table. You, 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 no, no, no. Well, what were you doing? And they said, well, it was our job to come up here and keep the kids. So we had to be up here. Everybody dropped their kids off. None of us ever went to care group. <laughs> so no one on staff had a clue what was going on in these care groups. So I thought, okay, well, that's obviously something that's a problem as well. We have no clue how nope. these operate. So... Okay, so I said, I tell you what, it's COVID. We're going to use that to our advantage. <laughs> yep. Pull so, the plug. Pull the plug. <laughs> gonna pull the plug on that one. We're going to restart in a few years. Trust the Lord. <laughs> so I thought. I just thought that was funny. So what are we? Yeah. What are you going to do with kids? Let me yeah. guess. Let me guess. We're all going to come up here, the pastors, yeah. and we're going to keep all their kids. Uh, negative Ghost Rider. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, so again, I'm going to when people sign up, you know. If, you know, they have children. I'm going to say, you know, how many children, what ages, um, and kind of that'll come into play with what group you get placed in. 
Um, but, you know, ideally, you know, if they're grade school and older, they can participate. They can eat the meals together, you know, with everybody else. And uh, as, as they're able and capable, they can participate in discussion and the prayer time and whatnot. But if, uh, you know, they're young kids, ideally, you know, one of the adults might take a turn to, you know, kind of watch the kids and supervise them in another room and just take turns so that it's not like one person, their only role in home groups is to go be the child minder you know, over there, but that can be shared and people take turns and, and they, they're welcome um, to sit in. Yeah. But they're it's, welcome. It's to not going to be that long. It's yeah. going to be discussion. Could they sit and discuss? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, could they pray with you? Sure. Yeah. Would that be a good teaching absolutely. moment? Yes. So, so another thing, and I, I don't know if you said this or not, but there's intentionality in the sign up. So you're not going to overload. You're actually going to yeah. try to control. If people want to be in home group, they, they come to home group. They say, I want to be in home group. And then we're going to put them. Yeah. So they sign up, you know, obviously this isn't all live yet, but there'll be an app on the app, a sign up sheet just saying, I want to do home groups, preferably this time. Here's me and my wife and my kids and their ages. And then, you know, um, I'll try to look up, you know, where they live and then where, where are home group leaders and what times match with where they're living at. And so you're not having to drive, you know, 40 minutes away from your home, but, Oh, home group is just 10 minutes down the road or whatever. And they meet at the exact time, you know, time that we uh, can meet. And uh, so, yeah. And then I'll, as you know, the pastor of connection, just kind of place people in their groups based on proximity and the time. And uh, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. So houses won't be overloaded. Children can participate. So like 12, I think 12 people will be like the max, right? We're not wanting 30 people in your home overrunning you. And and, and just for those who object, you've actually researched other churches in the area who Mm -hmm. have done this. And this is what they're telling you they do. So this is not some newfangled, well, why are y'all doing that? Let us do what we want. Well, this is is actually what Get Well is doing. This Mm -hmm. is what... Uh, some other churches that you talked to, I know you talked to Longview yeah. Point, and a lot of them are saying this is kind of some things that we would tell you and what we're doing. So you've done yeah. a lot of research. Yeah. We've tried to do the best of our ability to steal, which is very <laughs> biblical. No, they they yeah. told us, you know, use what you need to right. use or do what you need to do, and we've done it our own way. But uh, in addition to that, uh, let me say this. You've also, you're training the leaders. Yes. So if somebody says, oh, that's a great idea, I'm going to do a home group. That's not how that works. <laughs> so one of the things I like to say, and I've, I've used this phrase with you guys through the whole planning process, is we're going to franchise. Home groups are a franchise. So one of my favorite movies is The Founder, the story of Ray Kroc. And there's a scene where he gets some of his golfing buddies to buy into McDonald's. And they don't do anything that they're supposed to do. And so he shows up at one of these McDonald's and they're selling fried chicken and, you know, they're they're doing all these crazy things. And he's like, no, 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 you can't do that. And they're like, well, why not, Ray? You know, we did this to make an investment. And he's like, we, we are McDonald's. It's the same thing. If you go to California or you go to New York, you're going to get the same menu, mm-hmm. which is the idea of franchising. So what we've said is, no, nobody's doing their own thing. If you do, you're not our home group, right? You can yeah. do whatever you want on your time, in your way. But if, if you come to us and you say, I want to be a leader, then you got to be trained in the franchise. Yep. So the old adage is that McDonald's would rather have a farmer than a businessman because the farmer's not going to question the policies and the procedures. Just do what we've mapped out to do. 
so so we're kind of like look we thought this through we we don't have every answer but we've got a lot and we believe that this is what's going to be best for the group so just talk about the training that you're going to provide to our franchisees yeah so throughout the month of november um I'm going to have four Sunday nights in my home with the the leaders, the home group leaders. And then the first, you know, four weeks. And so the first week, we're just going to go over the vision, everything we've basically been discussing in this podcast in, you know, more depth and detail and with questions and answers, discuss what, why home groups, what's the purpose of home groups, what's it going to look like, why are we doing this, uh, what's the franchise, what's, what's the, you know, the outline here. Then the second week i'm going to talk about you know how do we facilitate discussion in small groups and how do we you know what are the questions that we're going to ask every week about the sermon about how to apply it to our lives so we can give a little card and hey each week this is what we're going to do here's the questions we're going to ask and then the last two weeks we're just going to do this do a home group right we're just going to go to church on sunday listen to the sermon and then we're going to i'm going to model it for them and they're going to participate for two weeks so that they've been in a home group for two weeks at Pastor Brady's house. We applied, we ate together. We had a meal. We applied Pastor Mark's sermon to our lives with these questions that we learned about. And then we prayed for each other. And so for two weeks, they'll see what it looks like and experience in my house home group. Like this is what we're going to do now. Go do that in your home with your group in the spring. And so that's what we're going to do. And you're encouraging these home group leaders and you already have several that yes, you've, I have you've contacted. several who have affirmed. So I'm about halfway through my my list, and I'm still waiting to hear back from several other ones. And um, we've tried to pick people that are not teaching Sunday school, that are not yeah, doing tried every to, other thing. Tried to avoid like deacons and you know, um, you know Sunday school teachers and things like that as much as I could. Um, but I mean, I still have some openings. So if someone's like, "Man, I just feel like I'm on board," and you know, the Lord's convicting you that you want to lead a home group, reach out to me, and maybe we can fit you in either this semester or maybe next time if. If I have, you know, as many groups as I need, um, reach out to me. But, uh, yeah, I've and, got and several. you'll do training again and, yeah, next and, summer. So, yeah. and so if you want to go to a home group this time, say, let's see what it's about. And what I love about that, too, is if you commit to open your home, you, we're just asking 10 weeks. Yeah. Clean your house for 10 weeks. That's it. Yep. And then you get a break after Easter, and it's over with. Yep. And then we don't start back till September. And you do another 10 or 12 weeks, and then... Yep. You know, we so and, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. And for food, for instance, like we're going to have, you know, people sign up and take turns. So if you're hosting, you know, they're not going to provide food for all the people every single time. Um, and if you're part of one, just once or twice, you're going to provide the meal for everybody, right? That's not a huge ask. Just, hey, if you're in this group for 10 weeks, can one or two times you help bring the food, right? And so not every single week are you going to have to get food and bring it, you know, potluck style. And if you're hosting, it's not every single night your job to feed every single person, right? So it's just kind of spread out the load and make it easy and manageable for everybody. Hmm. So so a lot of the how yes. is going to be answered and explained. Yes. So now what we just need is people to say, I want to do that. Yep. And I would love to be a part of a group like that. And you sign up. We'll we'll try to match you as best as we can. Yep. And Absolutely. You know, we're telling the leaders you can reach out to people. Absolutely. I mean, if they know somebody that's not very connected you're encouraging them. Tell them you want to be that. That you yeah. want them to be a part. Personally, invite them. Yeah, but what did you say you were going to tell them? Just yeah, to so please my, don't do this. And you you said you had a good answer for that. Oh well, uh, yeah. I don't want this just to be everyone and their best friends. You know, the purpose is to connect with people you don't aren't connected to already with. And so I told I'm going to tell my leaders. You know, think of a couple 
maybe older than you, maybe the same age as you, younger than you, and then maybe a single person, whatever age, and invite them to your group. So we have this multi-generational you know, group, and that's the purpose. It's not that it's a clique of everyone the same age you already know. That's not the purpose of this. It's to connect with people that you would not know in Sunday school, um, but then you can have a real connection with through home groups. So, Well, we hope and pray that this will be a valuable ministry in the life of the church and that it will unite people together and help them to connect in the covenant community that God has put them in. So, Brady, thank you for all your work that you've put into this, all the training that you and Lauren are going to do. And that's a, a phenomenal feat considering that you have two kids and one on the way and the one on the way is triplets. You don't know that yet, but I'm a prophet. So anyway, um, so, so, you know, there you go. So we're so thankful for you and uh, what you're doing and how you're connecting the body together. It's my pleasure. That's Chick-fil-A, not McDonald's, not McDonald's. McDonald's is what do you want? Yeah. That's Burger King. That's Burger King. Have, you, have, have it, it your way. way. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. So today's uh, today's episode has been sponsored by the letter C, right? And in addition to the letter C, by um, obviously the McDonald's Corporation, Ray Kroc. <laughs> thank you, the McDonald's brothers who were swindled out of their name and their <laughs> lives, livelihoods, and everything in between. Uh, and who else sponsored this uh, podcast, Timothy? Well, on that note, <laughs> we're out. Thanks for listening to Footnotes. And that's another episode of our podcast, Footnotes. We drop our podcast each Friday, so be sure to tune in, check us out, and listen. Footnotes is a ministry of Broadway Baptist Church located in South Haven, Mississippi. We're located right outside of the Metro Memphis area. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at broadwaychurch.org. Until next time, it's Footnotes.